Today's topic, cardiac amyloidosis, evolving diagnosis and management, a scientific statement from the American Heart Association published in circulation on June 1, 2020. There is excitement about cardiac amyloidosis recently, mainly transcytoidin amyloid cardiomyopathy because of three reasons. One, non-invasive imaging techniques like PYP scan allow accurate diagnosis of ATTR cardiac amyloid without the need for confirmatory endomyocardial biopsies. Number two, observational studies indicate that the diagnosis of ATTR cardiac amyloid may be under-recognized in a significant proportion of patients with heart failure, especially heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. Number three, newer therapies with survival benefits have now been approved for ATTR cardiac amyloid. These are the main points to remember from this scientific statement. Cardiac amyloidosis is caused mainly by misfolded monoclonal immunoglobulin light chains from an abnormal clonal proliferation of plasma cells. This is called AL amyloid. Other type is transthyretin or TTR amyloid. Transthyretin is a liver synthesized protein that is normally involved in the transportation of thyroxine hormone and retinol binding protein. ATTR can be inherited as an autosomal dominant trait caused by pathogenic variants in the transthyretin gene or by the deposition of wild-type transthyretin protein. It used to be previously called senile cardiac amyloidosis. ATTR amyloid protein can infiltrate other organs, most commonly the autonomic and peripheral nervous systems, but cardiac involvement when it is present is the principal determinant of survival. ATTR deposition is seen in up to 16% of patients with degenerative aortic stenosis and 15% of patients with heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. Median survival after the diagnosis in untreated patients is very poor, about 2.5 years for a genetic variant and 3.6 years for wild type. The genetic variant of TTR amyloid is caused by the mutation in protein called TTRVAL122LLE or PV142I. The clues that prompt the investigation of ATTR amyloid can include the clinical features, laboratory findings, or imaging findings. The clinical features include sensory motor peripheral neuropathy, for example, paresthesias and weakness, autonomic dysfunction, for example, orthostatic hypotension, postprandial diarrhea, alternating with constipation, gastroparesis, urinary retention, incontinence, Orthopedic manifestations, for example, carpal tunnel syndrome, spinal stenosis, biceps tendon rupture, hip or knee arthroplasty, and even black race, family history of polyneuropathy, intolerance to antihypertensive or heart failure medications because of hypotension or orthostasis. In EKGs, there can be low voltage and discordance between QRS voltage in EKGs and wall thickness on echocardiogram, atrial thickening, family history of cardiomyopathy, and persistent low elevation and serum troponin are some of the features that can prompt further investigation for ATTR amyloid. Echocardiography and cardiac magnetic resonance imaging are not diagnostic for ATTR cardiomyopathy but can suggest a diagnosis and may be useful when infiltrative cardiomyopathy, constrictive pericarditis, or myocarditis is suspected. The presence of moderate to severe LVH, especially wall thickness more than 14 mm, should trigger consideration of ATTR amyloid, especially if there is a discordance between 
wall thickness on echocardiogram and QRS voltage on electrocardiogram. The use of 99M technetium bone avid compounds represents a paradigm shift because these scans allow the non-invasive diagnosis of ATTR amyloid. Although the basis for binding to amyloid deposits remains unknown at this point, and the results of 99M PYP scan should be interpreted only in the context of a negative monoclonal light chain screen. Single photon emission computed tomography imaging is required if there is a grade 1 or higher 99M TCPYP to distinguish blood pool from myocardial retention. We should also note that mild elevations in the serum free light chain kappa lambda ratio frequently occurs in patients with renal disease and in the setting of normal immunofixation, a kappa lambda ratio of up to 3 can be normal. Consultation with hematologists can be considered in such circumstances. Endomyocardial biopsy may be necessary and can be beneficial in three situations. Number one, a positive 99M TCPYP scan and also evidence of plasma cell discretia by serum or urine electrophoresis. This is because very rarely in some patients, AL cardiac amyloid and ATTR cardiac amyloid can occur together in the same patient. Number two, a negative or equivocal 99M TCPYP scan despite a high clinical suspicion to confirm ATTR cardiac amyloid. And number three, if TCPYP scan is not available. Therapy for cardiac amyloidosis focuses on three main areas. One, management of heart failure with guideline-directed medical therapy. Two, management of arrhythmias, for example, atrial fibrillation. Number three, initiation of disease-modifying agents. As a result of atrial dysfunction in ATTR cardiac amyloid, anticoagulation is indicated for atrial fibrillation or flutter regardless of CHATS to VAS score and amiodarone is the agent of choice both for rate and rhythm control. Targets for disease-modifying therapies in cardiac amyloidosis include TTR silencing with agents like patisuran, ionotersin, TTR stabilization with tafamidis, or TTR disruption or reabsorption with doxycycline, toro-orso-deoxycholic acid, or monoclonal antibodies. TTR stabilizers bind to the TTR tetramer and prevent misfolding and thus deposition of amyloid fibrils. TTR silencers target TTR hepatic synthesis. Although not explicitly tested, there is evidence that TTR silencers may have beneficial cardiac effects. TTR disruptors target the clearance of amyloid fibrils from tissues. Tafamidis is a TTR stabilizer that binds the thyroxine binding site of TTR. In the ATTR-ACT randomized trial, among patients with genetic or wild-type cardiac amyloid, tafamidis was associated with a significantly lower all-cause mortality, 29.5% versus 42.9%, and lower cardiovascular-related hospitalization, 0.48 versus 0.7 per year over 30 months of study duration. In patients with predominantly cardiac disease resulting from genetic or wild-type cardiac amyloid, ATTR, tafamidis is indicated in those with NYSA class 1 to 3 symptoms, and early initiation appears to slow disease progression. 
The benefit of tafamidis has not been observed in patients with class 4 NYHA heart failure, severe aortic stenosis, or severe renal dysfunction below GFR 25. Despite advances in the management of ATTR cardiac amyloid, areas of uncertainty remain in screening, disease progression, role of TTR silencers in patients with cardiac amyloid, timing of therapy initiation, and financial burden of new treatments. This is certainly an outstanding scientific statement from American Heart Association for cardiac amyloid in 2020.